Blog Talk Radio. What up, though? Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hours show and get the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level. Boom with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time. They like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26 tour the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. <clears throat> Turn me up in my headphones, though. Told, let me know. What up, everybody out there in War Room Land? You are once again live in the War Room, or to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. One of your hosts, Dev McMillan, and I'm here in the building with the generals. We got a full table this evening. We got everybody in the building. We got B. Austin and Jimmy the Blueprint is back, you know, living living life the way life's supposed to treat you. you know? Shout out to the one, Andre Zimmerman. Um, at least that's what I call them. Uh, one of the greatest Hall of Fame classes in recent memory just received their gold jackets. And we're going to discuss how the evening went. We'll also discuss our favorite new docuseries. So keep it locked right here for this and everything else happening in the world of sports. And if you want to get in on the conversation, make sure you join us right now in the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room or Join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about 10 minutes when we open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as usual, is 323-410-0012. Before we get started, like we always remind you, during the week when we're not live on the air, please check out archive episodes of our show at warroomsports.com, the War Room Sports mobile app, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, most other places that you do your podcast listening. What up, bros? It's, it's been a while since we've all been at the round table. <laughs> what's going on? Hey, no, what's really good, man? Been a long time. I shouldn't have kept you without a strong <laughs> rhyme to step to. I'm, I'm just out here trying to stay alive these days, man. Cats kicking the bucket in their 30s and 20s, man. I'm just, no. you know what I mean? I'm just trying, I'm just trying to get a strong, you know I mean, strong 20, more 20 more. In Yo, they based out there on, me go based on the way. Jimmy, based but, on the way you look, no homo, Trump trying to put you in a cage and send you back where your ancestors came from. <laughs> Yo, I'm just trying to stay. I'm just trying to stay alive these days, man. That's all, man. I mean, appreciating life more, man. Because I see every time I like look up, is either someone getting murked, is uh somebody dying of natural causes, like 28, just natural causes. You dying of a 28. Yo, Texas <laughs> is getting out of here, B. B. Austin just took it back to 2009 with no. no. <laughs> yeah, cat, yo, you got cops yeah. shooting cats that in the on back this saying they got guns. Twenty ten. Yeah. <laughs> yo, it, it's a lot. It's a lot going on, man. Tennessee yo, shooting cats in the back. Off like crazy. They had another weekend. Usually the holiday weekends in Chicago get crazy, but it wasn't a holiday weekend, and a whole lot of people got shot. Um, it's it's, it's a crazy world we living in, man. You got a, a white. Premises March coming to Washington D.C. Um, you got the union who, you know, basically the, the train Yo, workers. You sound crazy right now, Dev. But I, I just want to say this though, man. Um, in reference to Chicago, man, like because you know that's always the go-to. What about Chicago? What are you gonna do about Chicago? And um, 
I'm just trying to figure out, like, what are they doing about Chicago? And what I mean by that is, what are the authorities doing? Because, yo, they, are they – because I really believe at some point, and I don't want to get all conspiracy theorists on here, um, I think that the powers that be um, are contributing to what's going on. Um, and I know that sounds like, whoa, duh. But what I mean by that is – Haven't they, haven't they, they always – no, but they don't solve any of these crimes. Are the, are the police that trash? Like, Yo, they're not trash. They solve. just don't want to. Come on, man. They're still acting like they don't know who killed Big. I mean, Like 14 and I, and TV I know, and shows and already told us who killed Big. Yo, and I know <laughs> my brother Philmatic would tell me why or hashtag why ass why. You know why, but <laughs> yeah, but it's like, dog, like, come on, man. Like, Chicago at this point is just like. I really believe that the powers that be contribute to what goes on just to have something to put. You know what the you know what the um, authorities are doing in Chicago, Jimmy? Handing out they handing pl- out more guns. Oh, huh? no, they they planting you know? they planting Nike trucks. That's their that's their uh, <laughs> Yo, <laughs> that's, what gonna gonna that's what they're gonna do. That's what they're gonna do about it. I'm gonna give We're gonna plant Nike man. trucks and see who try to I'm steal. We're gonna get these dudes. In the word in the words of the prophet, in the words of the prophet Nino Brown, man, ain't no Uzi's made in Harlem. So, mm-hmm. you know, Uzi's made in the South Side. These cats be having straight um, war machines, like, like you know, I'm no pun intended you. to Marvel, but they ha- they have war machines. Like, where are they getting this from? Come on, man. Cut it out. You, uh, I'm going to give you some uh, some further cannon fodder and fuel for your conspiracy machine. If they can figure out how to make Chicago work, then they can implement that system in all the other American cities, cities and get us up out of here without having to spend money on putting us in cages and sending us this back is absolutely to, true. This is absolutely true. And so, so what you're doing is you're feeding my theory of the, the powers that be trying to create martial law. That's what you're doing right now. So I'm just saying, like, you know, just pay attention to what goes on. As crazy as Chicago is, man, yo, these cats be like what 13 goes years on? old. Like, yo. Well. <laughs> I, I, how are you 13 years old with a, with a, with a, um, with a machine gun? Like, come on, cuz. Yeah, and no and a side note with that whole thing of planting that sneaker, the, the whole thing with the sneakers, dog. Like, yo, I don't even think that's a culture thing. That's a poverty thing. You put an empty truck anywhere with it. Oh, that's, that's what they're gonna do. That's yeah. what they're gonna do. Come on, and man. It don't matter if it's sneakers or not. Because I mean, of course they're they're looking at it that way. Like, oh, this is what they do. So, you know, it's the best thing they can think of. Those some J's in yo, Chicago, but. Even when they say you put a truck of anything there in a poverty-stricken area, people are gonna go for broke because they're going, you know, you, 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 that's income. You can sell that stuff for money. So, Yo, yeah, they could have put a truck full of like just this bottled water there, and cats would have took it. Like it doesn't matter what you do, like it's, it's poverty, man. So, you know, <laughs> a truck full of rent. I, 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 I see what they, tr- I see what they try and do though. They, they ain't get one over on me, but you know. Yo, if we uh, if we had the money and resources, we need to put a truck full of the same materials in a trailer park and see what happens. Where Dak Mom come from? Yo, yo! Shout out to truck stop. Mm-hmm. All right, man. So let's let's get into what we're here for, and uh, let's jump into some sports talk. But look, the hot topics are brought to you by my bookie. What up, War Room fam? Let's take a minute. Let's talk turkey. How much of it you can make betting on sports at MyBookie. If you haven't checked out MyBookie, this is a great time to do so. Lay down some dough on the biggest games in sports. Join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at MyBookie.ag. You tired of getting the runaround when it's time for a payout? That's why we urge you to join MyBookie. You win, they pay, fast, no hassles. You're wasting your time betting on sports anywhere else. 
They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after games begin. It's crazy. Join now, and MyBookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. Just use promo code WARROOM to activate this offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Play, win, get paid early. All right, y'all. The, the, like I mentioned in the in the open, um, probably, you know, in, in our lifetime, maybe. Maybe not the very best, but, you know, off the top, I can't think of a better one. So I w- I'm just going to say one of the best Hall of Fame classes of recent memory uh, just got inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this past Saturday. Um, it wasn't without controversy because we know the whole situation with Terrell Owens and, you know, him deciding to skip out on the ceremony and have his own ceremony at uh, his alma mater, Tennessee Chattanooga. Um, just real quick, before we even talk about T.O. and his separate ceremony, is there anybody in this class, and I'm, I'm basically asking you guys about the modern-day guys that we saw from start to finish. So shout-out to Bobby Beathard. Shout-out to Robert Brazil. I mean, we saw most of his, most of it. And shout-out to Jerry Kramer. Um you know, congratulations to those guys for making it as well. But we're not talking about those old guys. We're talking about the people we saw from start to finish. Do you guys think that anybody in this class, Ray Lewis, Brian Dawkins, um, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Brian Erlacher, uh, I think I got them all. Do y'all think there's anybody in this class that's undeserving? Nah, nah, nah. Nah. I mean, even though I some of the guys on the personal level, I just don't like them. But that's crazy Parker. to say they wouldn't deserve yeah. it. Hold up, B. What'd you say, Jim? I said that like although some of these guys I don't like on a personal level, they were amongst the greats to ever play. Every part, everybody you named had at least half a season or a season where they were the absolute best of their position. So it'd be kind of ludicrous to say that they're not deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. They all are. The funny thing about that, Jim, is the person that, you know, I don't care for the most, probably the only person that I really, you know, have any kind of personal feelings toward at this point is the person that I used to like and love the most. And, you know, that's for things outside of football. But, B, what were you saying you, when when I asked you about who might be undeserving? Uh, I was going to assume that our brother Jimmy was going to say that Erlocker didn't deserve, but um, – <laughs> He was gonna hit you with some Bomani logic. Yeah, he was gonna <laughs> Bomani, but nah, every every everybody is deserving. Uh, admittedly, we're biased. I'm biased, so I probably rate uh, our man higher than he should be, but B-Dog. definitely deserving. Yeah, I think B Dog is one of the greatest football players to ever live. Uh, which being in the hall makes that probably the case, but he's probably ranked a little higher. Than <laughs> That's funny because, you know, I was on with Fred Perdue the other day uh, doing an episode of Cover 2. We talked about this, and when we got to Brian Dawkins, I kind of said the same thing. And I'm like, being a diehard Eagles fan, you know, a native Philadelphian, um, you know, somebody who likes cats, who shows those kind of leadership skills that can get you hype enough to go run through a wall, for him. I'm like, I think I might be a little biased. I might overrate Brian Dawkins a little bit as well. I was asking him as an outsider, like, does Brian Dawkins 
revered the same way, not even just for his personality, but for his game. Is he that great outside of Philadelphia as he is to, you know, Philadelphians? Um, and, and he pretty much gave him props, you know, being an undersized dude, not the fastest dude in the world, but was able to do everything on the field, cover, you know, come up in the box, hit people. He was a smart player, a passionate player. Um, I mean, he gave him his props. But but sometimes, you know, I, I do get into that mode where I'm like, is this just us? But hey, my man just put no, on a gold but jacket. See, so. But I think, but I think yeah, exactly. I think we often nailed it on the head, Paul. So he said, the fact that he's in the Hall of Fame kind of proves that you guys aren't doing that because um, right. these aren't Somebody people noticed. from Philadelphia voting. Yeah, so people believe that right. he is amongst the greatest to ever play, which is why being in the Hall of Fame is such an honor. Although sometimes people get it and don't deserve it, like. Because think about it, everybody talks about, I want to win a chip, I want to win a chip, but you can win a chip and be the 10th best player on your team. Like, when you make it to the Hall of Fame, right. that means Different. that you've contributed to the culture of the game. That means that you were amongst the giants, the legends who ever played. That means that you will live forever. There are people who won championships who don't live forever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just don't. Um, well, shout out to Robert Ory. Rob gonna live forever though, because there's people who's very fooled by his championship pedigree. Hey, and the thing is, Robert Ory was like never that. a bum, but in his in his seven championships, he probably ranged somewhere from like fifth or sixth best player on the team down to the tenth best player on the team, eleventh. But, but like Jimmy just said, like Robert, he was in that range Robert for all Ory, his seven chips. Here's why Robert Ory is so amazing, though, is because even with that being said, the whole and, and he's like the outlier with this argument. Can you tell the history of the game? Because you can't tell the history of the NBA without Robert Ory because of those shots or he made. Which means, well, no, no, listen, listen to what I'm saying. And, and, and the, uh, granted, some of those shots weren't game-winning shots. But when you talk about, like, some of the shots that he made, it just, it just goes to show how timing can change the perception of everything. He's like the anti-Tony Romo in, in that way. So Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I never – but he makes the wrong play at the wrong time. You know what I mean? Like, so, and Robert right. is the opposite. He'll stick it up all game, but, you know, um, you know, in my, in my brother B. Austin's voice, uh, what's the thing he did? Uh, clutch gene, whatever that, the, the video the is. <laughs> like, when it, when, when it comes gene. time for that moment, when, when it's the mom spaghetti moment, he'll make the play even though he stunk it up the rest of the game, and that's what people remember. Yeah. Yo, that ball extremely, extremely overrated. But with with B Dog, I, I think I don't think he's rated. Go ahead. There are two guys. Yeah. There are two guys that come to mind. Um, Ed Reed, who's going to the Hall, and Troy Palomalo, who probably undeservedly so is going to go to the Hall because his hair was nice. Um, he deserves when to you go. Look, <laughs> when you look at, you always crapping on, bro. I know he's not those guys. I know he. He's probably over-celebrated, but, Troy, but he, Troy, he deserves it. He nah, but listen, listen, when you, combine, when, you combine, when you combine their games, Brian Dawkins probably wasn't as good at timing the snap count and jumping over the line as Troy Palomalu, <laughs> but he's, a, he's equally good in the box as Troy Palomalu. Not equally, but on the same par. And then early to the middle of his career, he was good. <laughs> he was good, uh, good deep, like uh, like. like and that's also what she said to me. But so Ed, 
you know, Ed was that guy. He was he was kind of Earl Thomas before Earl Thomas, not quite the athlete, but so anticipatory that he erased the deeper parts of the field. Right. And I saw I'm confused, talk. I'm, I'm confused as to I'm confused as to what the points you're making. Are you are you taking this as a shot at? Because it sounds like you're praising him now. Big up. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, he's giving us all of his strengths, like why he's good. No, but but no, you said it no, after no, no, you no. said he's not deserving to go to the hall. No, <laughs> I, I'm 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 saying that when you when you look at Brian Dawkins' game, he basically had both of their like every wasn't coming down and into that into that so that line of scrimmage area and laying laying cats out. But the other you're part of the he's game, a, he's an amalgamation of those two guys. So you're saying that he's right. he had the strong parts of both guys' games. Now, exactly. what's interesting is I honestly believe that if you flip that and you put Troy on the Eagles, that your your perception of his game will be completely different. He'd probably be one of your favorite players. Um, yo, if he plays for the Bird, Troy can't. Well, he Troy don't give, can't he'll give speeches like beat up though. No, Troy. Yeah, but if, Troy, if, Troy, if, Troy, if Troy jumped over, if Troy jumped over the line and made one of them ridiculous plays while wearing a yeah, bird jersey, B. Austin wouldn't even care about anything else he did the rest of his career. <laughs> <laughs> he would go back to that. He would go back to that specific nah, play on that nah, date, and nothing else. Would he jumped over the line, though. The way I evaluate, the way I evaluate safety play, like the way I evaluate safety play, that can't be. That can't be true. Yo, Troy couldn't cover any of the three of us. 20 years ago. Like, dude's coverage skills were severely lacking, and people just erased that because he could hit. Well, first off, I think that it's, I think it's hilarious that people consider him a safety because he didn't play safety, in my opinion. He was an extra <laughs> linebacker. But that, he didn't. But, <laughs> yo, he played linebacker. Like, that's what he played. But at the same time, he's definitely deserving of going. And I think Ed Reed is uh, eligible next year, if I'm not mistaken. Either next year or the year after, but it's very soon. Um, yeah, it is next year. <laughs> Ed okay. Reed has an argument so for being the best safety of all time. I, I agree. An, an argument. He might not be uh, it to a lot of people, Ed, but I he has an argument. I hope Ed Reed keeps that same energy and goes to the hall without getting a cut. That would be fine. Because my man definitely <laughs> don't get a cut like on no, no sort of schedule. Like He get a cut when he feels Ever. Yo, he looked like so, Fred Douglas. Did any of you guys have an issue, have any issue with T.O.? Um, not showing up to the ceremony and his and his reasons for doing so. Yeah. Now I think that speaking I think it was that, very um. Would be awesome. I was gonna say, speaking of keeping that same energy, man. Part of the reason that I love To and his game, I I know that it was wrong. I know it was somewhat disrespectful. I know you can even make the argument that you To you deprived. All of the people that helped you get here, you deprive them. But T.O. is so true to T.O., good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, that I thought that that was perfectly T.O., and I just wasn't mad. Anybody else I'd have probably had bars for, but dude was being dude. I don't think there's anybody that I would have had bars for. Here's my thing. When I when I think of it, what T.O. did, the first thing I think of it. Because that was definitely Matt Trisvani, because I, we, we all know that if he would have got it on the first ballot, he would have been there. Yes, Matt, so he would have been right there. Um, 
you know, caping for the league, but his feelings were hurt. And when you watch the Hall of Fame, like when initially when it happened, I was like, look, he's going to do what he want to do. Let him do what he want to do. But every time I watch it and I watch any of those speeches, and I'm the type dude, I go to YouTube and rewatch him and I watch the NBA Hall of Fame speeches, and you see what it means to the other people that help him get there, like B. Austin just mentioned. I feel like he deprived yeah. his people yeah. of that. So, yeah. so, but again, it's his prerogative. It's his career. He could do what he want to do. So I really can't be mad at him. But I just, I mean, he should have handled it a little different. And my, this is just my opinion. Again, he could do whatever he wants to do. Um, yeah. And I mean, I don't. I, I just I don't like disagree with family of that because, because like when you see that, like it's like yo, it could be the worst player, somebody you don't like. But when you see him give this speech and they're thinking their first grade teacher or their mom for making sacrifices when they didn't have, and you see the reaction of their family, like you can't. You can't do that at Tennessee Chattanooga. It's not the same. Right. I don't disagree when you say, uh, you know, if he got in on the first ballot, he would have been there. I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, but he had to be upset. He had to be not showing up for something. And I don't think it was just merely the fact that he didn't get on the get in on the first ballot, but it was because, you know, it was the reasons why he didn't get in on the first ballot. I mean, come on. In anybody's argument, T.O. has to be top three, top two receiver Ever. in NFL history. You know what I'm saying? Ever. So for for him to have to wait three times, like, that's nothing but personal. And until the Hall of Fame committee, you know, gets their people to stop using the ballot as their personal in-your-feelings challenge, shout out to Shiggy, then, you know what I'm saying, this type of stuff is going to keep happening. Like, come on, man. In – Anybody like if you don't at this point at least put T.O. I'm gonna say top three, you know, in, in the, our generation. But let's just give it top five. If you don't, if if you are a football enthusiast, and I guess I can't count the old heads because they're gonna be like, man, there's a whole bunch of old heads better than all of these dudes. But you know how that go. But anybody from no, our I'm, generation I'm who watched T.O. from start You're to finish, he, you don't put him in their top already. five. Then they got issues just like those voters. So I, it wasn't agree, merely the fact that it wasn't first ballot. It was because it was personal. So I could see that, yeah, too. But when I, I also, finally get in, but, uh, throw them the middle finger and do my thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, but my thing Yo. is, like, so, so, so those are two different art. And for me, that that's true. Everything you said about the process is true. But at the end of the day, that is the process. So um, I don't think you're going to change the process based upon him not showing up there. If anything, it will punish for, uh, players in the future if they try to pull the same stunt. So he's not helping anybody. Yeah, he's, they're already talking about being it. selfish. He's they're being already selfish. talking That's about all he's doing. All he's doing is being selfish, um, which doesn't help anyone. But it's but still an honor. I, think so. I, don't care. I, I listened to his speech, and in his speech oh. he addressed that. And, you know, he was basically saying, I'm standing up for the next. I mean, that's whether or not you take T.O. at face value. He's shown, everything, you know, he's shown selfish tendencies throughout the, throughout the years. Yeah, everything, but, you know, he's like, I'm standing up for the for the next guy who might have to go through this same situation and, and that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know. I, I see it a different way than y'all. I, I understand why T.O. might not get the benefit of the doubt from people because of what he's shown over the years. You know, his narcissism, his, his selfishness. But, you know, I, I kind of roll with him on this one, man. No, I kind of, I, listen, listen, I kind of I agree with you that, like, I'm not mad because he is ultimately true to himself and true to his brand. T.O. been emotional since he came out of his mother's womb. Like, he's, that's just, that's who he is, and he holds a grudge 
and that's part of the reason that he's the second, third, fourth, fifth best wide receiver to ever live. Like that, that, that grudge and that ability to prove others wrong and that ability to go against the grain, like that's a part of what makes him great. So I accept it and embrace it. And when he takes the field in the Canadian Football League as the first Hall of Famer to ever play football again, I'm going to be right there supporting him until he gets knocked out and dies on the field. I mean, that's my guy. Because here's the thing. He's, and you're probably right that he's going to have to do that because all he did by doing this is, like, no one's really going to give him a look on doing anything else. Um, not that you do that for that reason. But my thing is, if you say uh, – here, here's why I think it was – this is just my opinion, why I was kind of corny because – if you say, man, look, I don't like the way they did that, and you just say forget the whole thing, that's one thing. But to try to have your own little makeshift thing because you just don't want to go there because, you know, um, you're butthurt. I mean, as soon as he got there to speak, I just heard the music in the background. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> but y'all did mention, like, you know, for people like who want to see that, his family members and stuff, so I, he did something else so they could see something. It's not the same, though. They still you saw him give the Hall of Fame you- speech. Listen, man, you got to give mom props in front of the whole world and in front of millions like, like everybody else does. But, I mean, but it's your choice. Like, if he's fine with it, it is what it is. Um, I just think it's corny because if you're going to say FOH, then just say FOH all the way. And, you know, take, take him to um, get a grub or something and, and give you a speech. Like, but that, that was just whacking me. Like, if you're going to say F the process, say F the process. Keep that energy and say F the whole process. I don't, I don't know. I I'm cool with what he did. But um what did y'all think about first of all, shout out to Randy Moss for his for his tie. Um that had a list of names on it. Oh uh, yeah. Uh some young Fire. black people who were unjustly killed mostly at the hands of police. Um in Trayvon Martin's case at the hands of a wannabe cop, little vigilante neighborhood watch racist dude. But um, shout out to him for that because he's taking. I, I don't like. This is the part that I, I don't. I don't understand. Like, why would that be a problem to you, in in any in your life? He's taking so much heat for this from certain people on social media. Listen, I don't listen. understand why that would be a problem in anybody's listen. life if he wanted Salute. to tribute to some. You know, give a rest in peace shout out on his clothes. To some people that have nothing to do with you, like so, salute to uh, salute, salute to who? I be you just cut off. All right, but but look, man, it it's it's weird to me because you know at the end of the day, um, it was a it was a good gesture. I don't think Randy Moss's speech was all that great, but um. I think the gesture was definitely uh, A1. Um, something else we got to talk about, and that's uh, Ray Lewis's bust. Because everybody, we know how difficult it is to make busts and statues that look exactly like the person. We know that's a difficult process. But Ray Lewis, and we've talked about this like in our chats, Jimmy and I, we've gone from – Warren Moon to Keenan Ivory Wayans to a couple of other people, but that bust just really doesn't look like Ray Lewis. And, you know, if I'm Ray Lewis, being arguably the greatest player of this class, 
I'm going to need a do-over on that, you know, before you sit that up in the Hall of Fame for the rest of eternity. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that, Jim? I don't know what happened to B. Oh, uh, yo, um, the Warren Moon bus, the bus you're talking about? Yeah. And it's funny because I didn't even realize. I thought it was just me who thought that because I said it like it was live happening in our group chat. I'm like, yo, that's Warren Moon, yo. But, um, and I saw other people bringing the Damon Wayne. I saw all kinds of things. But, uh, man, that's crazy, man. Like, yo, that's wild, but it doesn't resemble him at all. Like, it looks nah. like everybody but him. Like, I, I don't know, man. Because, I don't know, maybe he's, because some people are spot on and others just aren't, so, like, maybe it's something about their features that it, it makes it more difficult to sculpt. I don't know. Like, I'm not a sculptor, I'm not an artist, but I don't know, because that's, that's... I was, I was thinking, thinking maybe, maybe Ray Lewis doesn't have any features that stand out. Like, like Randy, Randy had... Yo, Dev, you got a mean, like, echo. You sound crazy right now. My bad, I had... Two mics on at the same time because that was that. Okay. Um, but it was uh, yeah. Maybe he didn't have features, you know, any outstanding features that could that that would make you point and say, okay, yeah, that's him. You know, Randy had the his joint had the the corn rolls. And I, I don't know, man. I mean, but Ray Lewis, I'm looking at him on stage next to his bus. I'm like, he could have did a little something extra with his ears. His ears ain't 100 percent normal. But um, yeah, it was just. The speech, though, we kind of knew even before the situation. It's Ray Lewis. I mean, he's a motivational speaker now. We knew he was going to preach. Um, he went 33 yeah. minutes, which is like 18 minutes over the allotted 15 minutes that they get. And when everyone else was taking turns going up uh, to the podium, we saw him sitting on the side with a headset mic on, so we knew it was on as soon as he got called. So he did his walk around mm-hmm. thing. What did you think of his speech in general? I thought he was drawn. It went it went over a little bit to me, like sort of lost a little bit of his effectiveness. Um, I, in terms of the bus thing, though, I think all they have to do is like somehow find that white suit and put it in the Hall of Fame next to his bus, so we know what it is. But anyway, yeah. um, uh, but but he, it, I mean, it's, it's typical Ray Lewis stuff, you know. Um, so at this point, I'm like, I'm over Ray Lewis. Like pause, but I just I didn't really touch me the way that. I'm just over Ray Lewis. It was it was just the Ray way Lewis it, being it Ray Lewis. Would've. And and, yeah. and and the thing is, even though like some of the stuff I'm like, okay, all right, well I, I like more of the stuff about his family, but him trying to like preach and tell people what we need to do. Like, I'm I'm off that. But, you know, I enjoy like I said, watching Hall of Fame speeches, even if it's something um I have the same for, you can't be upset at someone thinking their mom or thinking their brother or thinking their aunts or their old coaches, like you can't hate on that. If you can't yeah. like respect that, your whole perspective is whack. I mean, I I thought his speech was actually pretty good. You know, no matter what, you know, I thought of him as a as a man recently. Like for that thirty three minutes, I guess, you know, it it kind of put me back into that groove of when I used to watch him play. Like you know, just sitting there, just happy with with what was going on. Um, I don't See, think for me, I didn't, you know, I didn't, he went on a tangent for a couple of minutes about stuff that had nothing to do with football. But for the main part, it was, you know, he, he told a bunch of stories from his playing days. Like, I like the stories you know, about his family, but, like, it, it's, not even, it's not even the social stuff. It's like it's just too many run-on sentences. Like, he just kept – basically, he was up there too long. Like, the fact, like if he would have cut it short, I would have been like, all right, that was good. Like, you know, I, I love the thing about his brother, about his mother, about his – even his – 
when he was messing with his son and all that. Like, I enjoyed all that. But then my man went an extra 15 minutes just on a tangent about, like, that idea. It's like he lost me. At some point, I was like, oh, yeah, he's still talking. Like, I was I was on my phone, like, looking at other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it because of how comfortable a speaker he is. Like, see, say if yeah. say if Brian Erlacher would have would have gone over, oh, you know, God. he was reading off the page and he was reading too fast. He seemed super nervous. Like, if that became long, like I would have been really bothered. But since dude is really comfortable, you know, he freestyled the whole thing. Um, you know, he. The, the English language sometimes escapes him with a few words here and there, but but I think yeah, it, you know, I, I thought it was pretty good. B. Austin, did you watch the, the the speeches? Um, I I have not. I boycotted uh, Ray Lewis's speech for 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 obvious reasons. Okay. You support Trump. You support Dak. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm definitely going to revisit Dog's speech. Uh, I did see a, a bit and a snippet of that. I did see a little snippet of Randy. Um, salute to Randy for for, for util, utilizing his platform uh, to take a stand. As as it's being reported, he's receiving a lot of hate speech and uh, even death threats for the tie that he wore, um, which, you know, we would say is sad, but this is the country we live in, so what else do we expect? Um, that is cool. Ray, Ray Lewis is a pontificator. Uh, that's what he is. That's what he does. Um, just proof, again, boys and girls, watch out who you hero worship. And I don't say that condemningly because I'm guilty of it. You know, there was a time when Ray Lewis was one of my, uh, my quote-unquote heroes, man. But you can't have heroes, man. He's all you know, blood and often, It wasn't. It wasn't even about like his 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 social stances that he's taking. To me, like you could be the greatest speaker in the world, but at some point, like you have to like stop. Like he just went too too <laughs> you long. You gotta cut like, it. Yeah, like I'm watching. I'm like, yo. At some point, I, like I said, I was sitting there and I'm like, all right, all right, all right, cool, right, all right. So, you know, think of his family as now. And then at some point, I realized that, like, yo, I'm on my phone. I'm, I'm on IG double tapping buns. I'm not even paying attention to what he's saying. And I'm like, yo, something's wrong here. Like, what is he talking about? He starts talking about his um, his uh, his 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 electric company or something. And I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? Like, we we don't we provide jobs. And I don't know what he was. Yo, he was just going on and on and on and on and on. And we gotta work together. And shout out to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., man. I'm going to tell you why, because I think this is the first time I've seen every single person up there quote him, and they were all different quotes. So Martin had bars, but that's either here nor there. Um, right. And shout out to B-Dog, because he, you know, he uncovered a lot of truth about himself that a lot of people may not have known. You know, he suffered through mm-hmm. depression earlier in his career, suicidal thoughts, you know, before he basically found you know, his religion and found, you know, people in his life that he could 100% trust and, and help him out of, you know, just that funk of, of bad self-esteem um, to become the guy that he is today. You know, you got to give him props for that. You got to give him props for being open enough to be able Yo, to talk about that in front I'm of man. so many people. <laughs> He Doc went up there and spit the second verse of my mom playing tricks on me. I was like, yo, I had no idea about that. <laughs> he went up there. I heard, bum, 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 bum. I was like, yo. 
Day by day, it's more impossible to cope. <laughs> like, damn, B. Like, I, I just knew you was Weapon X and you used to dive on people from like 14 yards away. I ain't know Yo, all that was going on. All right, so and so shout out to all oh, of them, the man. Way, Congratulations. Uh huh. Randy's speech was gone. Randy's speech was gone. Trash. He was all over the place. Yo, his speech was gone. Trash. About clicking on buns. You must have clicked on his yo, speech. His speech was buns. Randy told his whole hometown to meet him at the town center yo, the next day. Yo, <laughs> taking on Touch's jacket. Yo, go home. He got with his younger Touch's jacket. I was watching yeah, y'all, and, and, and again, I think Randy Moss is the GOAT receiver. I do. But, yo, his speech was straight trash, homie. Like, yo. I'm like, Randy, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> straight trash, homie. <laughs> Come yeah, on, man. What are you talking about? What are right, you but talking the, um, about? Uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame is mulling over a rule change that will require an inductee to show up so no T.O., thing could ever happen again um and when people ask the question like how could they possibly enforce a rule like that um i think they're going to do something like when the 25 semifinalists are named they would all have to sign a document saying that if you get enshrined that you definitely have to go to the enshrinement ceremony so they're going to try to get people like that i i I guess since you signed something they're going to try to sue you for something but what are you going to try to get monetary gain because you didn't feel like coming? Like, I don't get it. Yo, half the dudes ain't got no money anyway. Right. <laughs> might, not, <laughs> might not be able to get a ticket. Like, come on, man. All right, so um, let's, before we move on, let's go to the phone line because we got some of the homies on the line. We got Court in the building, homie, from Chi-Town. Court, what's going on, brother? Welcome to the war room. How you feel about number 23? Tell him, Court. Tell him, Court. <laughs> oh, be awesome. Starting all, in on you already. First, first of all, I want to say, y'all my cousins from Philly, the Blueprint. No doubt. B, no Dell, I rock with y'all. I've been listening to y'all show for eight years, and that's no cap. I mean, I've really been listening to y'all, you know. Oh, no, hey, Court. No doubt, man. I, we We know it's true. Because of you, we bought back the JoJo Awards. Like, yo, he court <laughs> asked us, like, yo, y'all ain't done a JoJo in a while. If somebody say that, then we know they've been rocking with us for a long time. Because no, I just gotta couple, appreciate because it. when that happened, most people was like, what the hell is a JoJo Award? <laughs> <laughs> I just got a couple of things I'm going to touch on, guys. As you guys know, I'm one of your most, I guess you would say, polarizing figures on Facebook. You know, I make oh, my yeah. Facebook he, he be making the page mad with his yeah, George Jordan. We love what they don't know, the- what they don't know is Court is from Chicago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Lived through exactly. the Jordan era. <laughs> exactly. And my thing is this, but for the listeners who are listening out there, for you guys to know, okay, I make unpopular Facebook posts. A lot of times what I do is to drive debate. Some of that stuff, and Deb, you can see right through it, because Deb, Deb, you can tell if there's sarcasm. You can tell if I'm trying to star stuff. You can tell. Like, I don't even got to tell mm-hmm. you. But those guys, they think they take it as law, and it's like you listen to a Court, rap song. Court, Are you going to believe Yo, all the lyrics that the rappers say? So Court, Court, don't realize, what you're saying is, Court, Court don't realize that 90% of the world is stupid, so they don't get yeah, sarcastic. Court, so, exactly. So Court, what they breathe right through it every you, time. 
So you specialize in troll duggery. That's what you're saying. Troll duggery. Yeah. And what I don't get though is like I, I, I'm gonna try to say a lot because I know you got you guys got the call. I'm gonna try to say a lot. It's like what I don't get is that how can you let a stranger on Facebook get you all wrapped trespassing? I just don't get that. Yeah. I don't either, yo. Cassie, yo, Cassie that's, ready to see that's another like, one. I like, I know Corpy listening because he'd be on the page for telling everybody they they acting Trez Vanny. I'm like, yeah, Corp, man, he rock with us. Cats do get emotional on social media. They be ready to come find you. Like, yo, where you at? Yeah. I mean, that's how I am. Like, because Corp, he knows this because he, you know, he's on the page every day. I'll I'll jump into something. I'll argue with somebody, but it's never like hard feelings. We're going to say something and then we might be on another post. Agreeing with each other exactly. and high-fiving, you know what I'm saying? Some of these exactly. dudes, be, some of these dudes really be angry on that joint though. Like I'm like I don't, I don't get it, but okay. Well, we got that out the way. I want to touch on this. What Blueprint was saying earlier, because like you said, I'm on the west side of Chicago, and as y'all know, it's going down right now. It was just a murder not too long ago, not around the around the corner from my house. But actually, it's the conspiracy. The conspiracy, what you were talking about, Blueprint. I, a lot of us yes, are starting to really believe in that, man, because it's like we got cameras hanging over all the damn light poles over the whole neighborhood. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right, but you yeah. can't identify nobody. <laughs> exactly. My mama just got a ticket. She just got a ticket not too long ago for running a red light because the cameras uh, shot her. And that was like over two months ago, but y'all can't solve a murder that happens right in broad daylight. Listen, man, right. and, and the crazy part about it is I've been in Chicago. It's one of the most beautiful cities I've ever seen, like, Yo, yeah, I love man, the listen, shot, man. Yeah. And shout out Yo, to that's the why they want y'all, That's why they want y'all up out of here, man. They want y'all up out Yo. of here. Yeah, it's man. Crazy, so man. that's I mean, you right, blueprint. The conspiracy is real, man. I, I believe they, the police, the, the, the higher ups, like you were saying. I believe they kind of, they kind of turning gangs against each other, and they kind of. I wouldn't be mm-hmm. surprised if the police is doing it to shooting themselves. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Cause the way these shorties are hanging out, it's kind of like Philly. You got like thirty shorties on the corner. Like just just out there, no, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it'll be easy to just come through and just wet some up. It happened right. last night. It won't surprise me. Twelfth and hunting, and it was people sitting outside, and instead of like trying to shoot the person they wanted, they just sprayed the whole corner. Um, exactly. Which which crazy? Because they don't listen. Is, so, like, they don't they, listen to Nas, Jimmy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Catch them the right slow, make bleed. the right man bleed. Don't shoot up Here's in the, the crowd. Thing, what, what's crazy about it is like and me and B. Austin talk about it like the conspiracy theory. But the thing about conspiracy theories, which is interesting, is when you study history, a lot of them turn out to be true. Like when people used to say, well, they're planting people in the NOI or they're planting people with the Panthers or they're following everything Dr. King does. At the time, people said that people were kooks and crazy and it's just conspiracy theories. But then later, years later, you find out that everything they said was absolute truth. So one of one of, uh, one of the realities is if I believe that the masses will believe it's unbelievable, then I'll mm-hmm. do it because we'll believe that it can't be done or it won't be done. Yeah. Mhm. Yo, that's how it's it's hell, but made all the sense in the world. Don't get me wrong, but we're not killing each other like that, man. Trust me, man. We're not killing each other like this. I'm gonna say that on the air while we got I got thousands of listeners. I'm caught from their Facebook page. I'm living in the west side of Chicago. I go to the south side of Chicago. So I have my brother was killed out here. I got cousins that was killed. So I'm I'm in tune with what's going on out here. That's why I don't really care about yeah. the, the people on the Facebook page because I'm in real life. 
basically I'm right. trying to say no is doubt, it's man. hate out here, but we're not killing each other the way the news is reporting. There's a lot of stuff going on, like Blueprint said, that's some conspiracy stuff. And it, I wouldn't be surprised if it come out sooner than later that a lot of cops is doing this dirt. So y'all heard it from me. Yep, absolutely. Man, stay oh, no safe doubt. out there, beloved. All right, yeah, man. I'm going to let y'all finish y'all show, man. I, man, y'all my boys. Right, man. I rock with y'all, man. Y'all my, my cousins. And keep doing what y'all doing, man. I rock with y'all. All right, man. Appreciate All right, it, thanks man. for your call, Peace. Court, Peace. man. Peace. Peace. One, uh, love. Yo, Dad, One love. One love. Think about this, though, real quick, real quick. Think about this. Think about how people felt, like, um, back in, like, you know, the mid-'80s when they said, yo, the president's helping drugs get in and putting crack in the community. They was like, man. come on, man. Don't get the F out of here with that. When we find out later. <laughs> find out later. All true. Shout out to Franklin. All true. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, some, some conspiracy theories are like, all right, that sounds crazy, but there's a way. Like, but then you hear some, you know, and people will go unnamed. Some <laughs> some stuff is just like straight jacket. Like, come on, dog. Like, yeah, they'd be like, yo, Barack but, Obama's really an alien. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, they, stuff like that. Like, like, come on, man. Calm down. All right, but... uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'll be laughing because you see, I'm I'm trying I'm trying not to I'm trying not to be on my B. Austin joint. Both be on his name. Say the name. No, no, Dev on his Drake joint. He just lets subliminal shots go. He don't even say nobody's name. Yeah, I don't name names, man. He don't even name names. He just be on his Aubrey joint, but. I get what you're saying, but, you know, until we find out he really is an alien 20 years from now, like, oh, snap. I know. Then I'm be like, I'll take that back, too. All right, we still got <laughs> some calls on the line. Um, let's get to Tobias. Hold on, Rob. We get to you. Let's get to Tobias because he's probably standing got, in the hallway. Got work. What up, Tobias? Yeah, <laughs> what's going on, fellas? You know, I'm probably the one guy y'all know that's country and Randy Moss, but anyway. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, man. Y'all listen, y'all talking to court, you know. Uh, you know, by Chicago, I always tell people, they never say the race because if it was all black people doing all those shootings and killings. They would have put black in the paper real quick. Now, I believe there's a lot of cops mm-hmm. shooting these people, and a lot of these cities, a lot of these Latino gangs are um, going at black folks too. But that's a whole different show. But, uh, like y'all was talking about, like Court talking about, like pretty much said, people want to meet him at Temecula, you know. Uh, remember that story? Uh, <laughs> but I had people went like, yeah, people know I'm a Jordan fan, a Bulls fan, growing up and everything. I had cousins hit me up, people emailing me ever since LeBron got to school and everything. Talking about, hey, Mike ain't do nothing. Mike ain't say nothing. Oh, Mike gave a weak, weak, weak response to Donald Trump, and I was like, well. So I decided to troll them, right? So I was like, well, he gets the same milk toast response to black issues as Barack Obama, but you love Obama. So what's the difference? Ooh. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> uh, always got hit below the belt, man. Yeah, oh, I know what's the difference. They always got hit below the belt, man. Hey, so so they got crook. Anyway, oh, we're going to stop buying his shoes. Well, since his first shoe came out in 
team this guy or team that guy. Like, I Human find nature. myself, now I'm not even going to front, like I find myself arguing, defending Jordan a lot, and that's only because it seems like his legacy has been under assault for the past six months. And and Corda tell you himself, as much as I defend Mike, I don't think he can ever say that, you know, in those defenses he's ever heard me trash LeBron. Like, I'm I'm the one that's trying to, like, separate them dudes like it's a fight. Like, I'm trying to push Jordan over here. I'm trying to push LeBron over here. Like, why every time somebody has to go at one of them or praise one of them, the other one has to get get trashed. But you know what? That, that's that. The sad thing about that is it it is actually the acknowledgement that Jordan is GOAT because that's the only person that they shoot at. In term, and, and it, it doesn't have to be that. Both can be appreciated for their greatness. Um, no, Kobe, Kobe takes shots, but not goat level shots. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's how I look at this, right? Kobe everyone knows conversational. I, I, I think it's a I think it's a sport to bash Jordan. I think bashing Jordan is like the greatest thing. Um, although bashing LeBron might be coming close to that at this point because of um, his sickle fans, but. Like, it, what it is is this. People try to simplify everything. There's so much, uh, you know, um, yeah. my Scott Speed voice. There's so and much nuance. Realism. And, and, it's, and, sport, and sports are so complex speed. that people people try to simplify everything. Like, you either have to like A or B. Like, you can't appreciate that both of them have great parts and both of them have flaws. It's, it's sort of like even when you talk about a player and you mention his flaws, people don't even want to acknowledge that they have flaws. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's like you have to be all in on somebody, or you're just not all in on. Like you, like you said, exactly. team this or team that. Because yeah, I'm never, you're right. The, the thing is, to me, this is sports since the beginning of the time, and it's one of the things that's so irritating about sports, but it's also beautiful because it kind of like um, has people from different generations making their arguments, even though you never can settle these arguments. Um, but it's always been that way. I remember, like, back in the day, people, like, the old heads would either be Russell guys or Wilt guys. There was never guys that liked to eat both of them. Then the whole Wilt-Jordan comparison is the same thing as the Jordan-LeBron comparison. And like we also said, it is acknowledging Jordan's greatness, but it also, on the flip side, is acknowledging LeBron's greatness because the fact that he can be mentioned. Oh, oh absolutely. The fact that you know he can be go, he's fighting goats. Yo, you know what, guys? I'll, 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 I'll say this also. No um, one's talking about on. the fact that the Warriors just went back to back. The Warriors went back to back, and no one even cares. It is, you know what, guys? And, and this is what people don't understand about giving back community, especially in the black community. I did not personally my sample. I did not grow up poor. I did not grow up in the hood. I did not grow up having to worry about sharing clothes with a relative or, like, wearing the same clothes three days later or going to the rough schools like LeBron did. So that was his calling, something that hit close to home, like Ward Dunn with the single mother households, how he grew up. Mike grew up mm-hmm. in the two-parent households in the birds with a hoop in the backyard, <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, right. even though he got, but, but, even though he ended up getting uh, top killed. My fault. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, but you know, and, and there's certain things like he done, because there's been stories out there and people who work for him say that black people say he got them those high positions in his companies, and we know a lot of white people aren't given those positions, and we know plenty of black folks who got companies who won't help a black person. I think people are different, but I'll say this. I'd rather you not say not anything than you sound like Dak Prescott. 
I'd rather just be quiet, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, or or that, even that, if you're not sounding like Dak Prescott, if you're trying to speak on something where nobody's going to believe you anyway because they're saying, you know, yeah. you never said anything all this time. But that's the thing. Mike has never said – a lot of the things that we attribute to Mike, we don't know don't if they that. ever even came out of his mouth. Well, Mike on, doesn't though, say anything. He's one of those me. people where he really – it really seems like – he don't care what anybody says about him. He's just going to keep quiet. Yeah, and I agree with that. And that's obvious based upon his gene choice. But my whole thing is, <laughs> with, with, with this whole thing, I would have been better off if he just didn't say anything at all. Like, that statement was, was kind of ass. But my thing is, just don't say nothing. And it's, it's sort of like the um, I just read in the group chat where uh, uh, Savad posted, like, Kawhi's letter to San Antonio. And I read it, and I'm you like, write that. he's been better off just not saying anything. Because sometimes it's, <laughs> listen, man. A wise man once said nothing. Yo, that letter. 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 Yo, and one thing I Always. want to say, I, t- I touch on football real quick, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. If you watch that Sell morning out. news list, it's kind of crazy where they say Jimmy Garoppolo's number 11 or six starts, but same for <laughs> somehow Deshaun Watts to the number 20 with the same amount of starts. Go figure, people. But, hey, y'all have a good day. <laughs> Winning starts, no doubt. All right. Peace, man. That's, a great, right, that's a great point, man. That is actually a great point because Deshaun Watson was tearing the world apart before he got injured. Um, <laughs> and then Jimmy G you know gets why. rated higher than him. But why <laughs> ask why? Why ask why? Shout out to Phil. Shout out to Phil Maddox. All right, let's take one last call before we move on. We got Rob out in Cali calling in. Rob, what's going on, good brother? What's up? Can y'all hear me? We can hear you. Yeah, man. Yo, what's How them up? girls treat you out there, man? Good, Rob, a.k.a. Yo, I'm similar to a store little in Manila, a.k.a. You know, before I get started, I want to give a, a, first of all, shout out to B-Dog for getting the Hall of Fame. Before I and I, before I talk about the Eagles, yo, can you play that track, man, about about the champions, man? Thanks. You you want the champion song by Queen and oh, them? Yeah. We are the champions. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Any any champion uh-huh. song because we are the champs. All right, we 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 like a, a radio station. We're taking the fuck. <laughs> Yo, get wrong with Freddie Mercury. Yo, shout out to them because they got a, a a movie coming out in like November that look like it's gonna be fire. Anyway, yo, what's wrong what's with, Freddie, what's with Freddie Mercury? Speaking of queen, though. you just oh. had a queen on Mr. Court with the K. You know what I'm saying? Yo, 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 Court, yo, yo. All I gotta say is, and I know the that subliminal comments was made was made for me. I don't. I get annoyed with bronze sexuals or anybody that's trying to diminish um, the past Menish. legacy of players. Past legacy. But you like, don't. You but you don't. Someone while demi- by diminishing the legacy, like it's ridiculous. It, it just shows me that they have no sports knowledge. At least come with facts. At least come with some evidence. At least, at least come with strong. Like if if he tried to artic- at least articulate your viewpoint. I respect that, but I can't respect this, like, eighth grade. I mean, for crying out loud, my freaking eight, nine-year-old brother, when freaking 
he was a Warriors fan, but when Kevin Durant went to the team, he's like, hell no, I'm going to be a Laker fan now. You know what I'm saying? That's no, how right. So, court, yo, man, all I got to say is, yeah, you from Chicago, blah, blah, blah. I know dudes from Inglewood and also dudes from uh, 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 Cabrini Green, shout out to Chicago. You know what I'm saying? But, yo, ask your girl, man. I'm I'm her stunt man. I'm doing all the stuff that you what? can do. So. <laughs> what? Okay. What are you talking about, man? Yo, he don't save me. I got, he don't, yo, hey, yo, he don't save me. I got sperm bigger than you, bro. Okay, as Big Worm said, no. I got sperm bigger than you. So yo, uh, I don't, yo. don't want to hear all that, man. It was a piece of show, man. I'm coming at brother Court and things like that. Next week, when yeah. you call in, I'm gonna tell Court to call in. I'm gonna let him on the air. Let him fire you up. <laughs> yo, but 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 yo yo but it, yo but anyways. Let's talk about, you know, shout out to B. Dawkins for getting in the Hall of Fame. Um, I, I think, I think, uh, I, I think B. Austin articulated the best when talking about B. Dawkins as, because some, because some people, so some states, some states are good or, or have better attributes than others. Like, what? Right. Like, like, um, like, Ed Reed was not in the box, guys, but he was a great cover corner. Troy Palomar was great in the box. He was a great safety within the zone, within the scheme that they play within the zone. But if you like him man to man, he couldn't, he couldn't cover a shadow. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I was, like, I was great in the book. box, too, and I covered it up most times. I can't front. I, <laughs> no, I was great in the box. I was good Never playing deep. <laughs> <laughs> Naked coverage. <laughs> Yo. All right, so um yeah. Rob, you excited? LeBron that uh he put out his first photo in a Lakers uniform. You excited? Yeah, I, I won't be excited until we get to um until we get to April in the playoffs, you know, in a, in a, I won't be excited to playoffs, you know what I'm saying? I'm a Laker fan, mm. I'm excited to see That's when your excitement should wane a little bit. There ain't gonna be too much going on in the playoffs. It's 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 at least it's, not um, year one, unless they make a big move in the next five minutes. I'm actually, you know, what I'm saying I'm not even going to dismiss the other moves that they made. Um, you know, you you got some people on that team. You just wondering how the chemistry is going to go because, you know, it seemed like Magic brought in everybody in the league that hated LeBron. So, you know, now they're going <laughs> want them dudes to mesh and ball up. together, but. They brought in some pretty good complimentary pieces to the young guys that they already had. But, I mean, we know how this is going to go anyway. Like, all those pieces, no matter what they do, that's all going to get ignored. You're going to be like, LeBron came, they went from 35 wins to 50 wins in a playoff. Just like I told people, though, LeBron never comes by himself, and he never he never leaves by himself. So, hey, part of his but, power, but this time, this time and he came always, with some complimentary pieces, but he didn't come with any. He didn't come with any straight up superstars. So his work is still going to be probably even more cut out for him <clears> this <throat> time around than it has been um, when he went to any other teams. So we'll see. We'll see what they do around April, man. But as usual, man, thanks for your call, and we holler at you next week. All right. Oh. Oh, all right, can, can Jimmy speak on the Lakers before I go out? Can Jimmy speak on the Lakers real quick before I go out? Peace. Y'all all right, he will. Just, just listen off air. He, he, he'll give you his opinion real quick. 
True. Yeah, Jimmy. No particular topic. Just speak on the Lakers. Yo, man. Um, I, the way I look at it is this, man. It's a positive. Anytime you can add the best player in the league to your squad, you have to do so unless there's extenuating circumstances like the Sixers had. But um, when you look at the the fact that last year we had a team full of Fortnite players that do the flaw thing, adding <laughs> all those veterans can be nothing but a good thing. Yo, all, I, shoot, yo, shoot, that, yo, shoot, was, shoot. Yo, I was in I was in the hood. I was in the hood in St. Lucia, um, kicking it with my melanated brothers, and I saw kids like doing that floss dance. I'm like, yo. I was everywhere, dance, man. Though. But that's either here nor there. That's either here nor there. But my point shoot. is, something else. I forgot the other joint. There's names to all of it too. Yeah, man. But anyway, my point my point is saying um that this is an absolute upgrade. I'm interested to see where they fall because. People like to say how tough the West is, which is true, but that's at the very top. Like, you're talking about the Golden States, the Houstons, but there's a lot of other teams you can beat up on. Like, let's not get it twisted. You could beat up on a lot of the West, too. Um, yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I, now, at first I said, yeah, and then I'm thinking, I'm like, ah, not, not a lot yeah, of I mean, the West. You got the, you got the like, even the worst, the even like their worst playoff teams kind of tough. Like a like a Minnesota, I mean, yeah, if but, they can if they can be friends, they don't even like each other, and you know that's not good in today's is, game. I, I, I don't fear Minnesota. Like I, I thought, like the Lakers were competing to beat Minnesota before. But oh no no, Brian, it's, yeah yeah. If we and, if we go into a fear have, factor, and you, nah. And you goon the squad up. Only like you know what I mean. Like so. Yeah. That's the thing. But I just but think, the thing is about. I was about to say. I just think like the Denver's, the Portland's, the you know the Utah's are just tougher. Than you know the the Knicks and <laughs> I mean obviously I mean some of the big, that's like that the, the East has some of the worst teams ever. But with that being said, I saw someone the other day I think it was ESPN or whatever said Utah is going to be the number two seed this season. But um, Ugh. that's kind of wild. Not going to happen. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing about not happen at all. In, in basketball, when you have the best player on the floor, you always have a chance to win. That's always. just what it is. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's not like it's not one like man out of five. Basketball is different. Like when we used to have yeah. Doc Bam on our team, it was like having two NBA players. So um, we always had a chance. Elite the bum now. You know what I mean? It'll be awesome naming names oh. again. Bum now. <laughs> you know that name too. All right. So before we move on, man, quick. Um, actually, before we do the stat of the week, I just want to get you guys quick thoughts on the rule changes in college hoops. Um, college hoop, the NCAA decided on Wednesday that they were going to make widespread changes, and here are some of the biggest changes right here. All players who get invited to the NBA Combine but don't get drafted will have the option to return to their former school. Um, I think that's a pretty good rule. Uh, yeah. In that case, you'll have a lot of you ha- you'll have a lot of college coaches who will have a good idea of who they're probably going to end up getting back. Now, this rule doesn't help Jello Ball because Unc Vard and you know snatched him out of school altogether, oh. made him go pro, so he has nowhere to go now that he got <laughs> that he didn't get drafted. Um, elite prospects will now be allowed to have official relationships with agents. Now, this one has a gray area to me. It's, uh, this applies to high schoolers and college athletes. Uh, USA Basketball, in conjunction with the NCAA, will be tasked with identifying 
which prospects in a given class are elite. So that's where the gray area is because you're going to have some guys where people are going to be like, well, how did he get a classification? He's not elite. And you have some guys who feel that they're left out of that. Like, come on, I'm top such and such and this and that, and they didn't give me an elite classification. So you're going to have a committee sitting around, just like you do with Hall of Fame voting, all-star voting, and it's up to them to give people the, the designation Yo, of elite. That noise. So I don't know if I don't know what that is. So I don't know if that one is is, is going to work. Um, the NCAA is requiring all school presidents, chancellors, and athletic staff members to contractually comply with any and all future investigations. Uh, this is the NCAA's way of trying to institute a de facto version of subpoena power, which it lacked previously. Now, this rule comes into effect because of the FBI probe that they just finished going through. Um, and and most, most of the other rules are about things that have something to do with the FBI probe. Um, one more that's really basketball-related, the recruiting calendar is getting a major overhaul uh, in a the college coaches will be allowed to attend the NBA Players Association Top 100 camp each June. Also, the first live period of July will be attendable for non-scholastic events. So quick thoughts on, you know, the biggest rule of if you get invited to the combine but go undrafted, you have the option to return to, to school. Now, one question I have for you guys, because a lot of people declare for the draft and don't get invited to the combine. So in that case, do you still, is it still the, the rules, the current rules that apply? If you don't get invited no. to the combine and you don't get drafted? Yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's, um, the NCAA is a cartel. I want to say that first and foremost. Um, they're trying to protect themselves because the cities are coming in. The alphabet boys are getting to their books, so they're trying to do whatever they can. Um, but I think that one rule is a good rule. There's a lot of great areas in the other rules. Um, because the NCAA, like, I have a total distrust for everything they do. I have to see how this thing plays out um, because they're very crafty in, in what they do. Um, but, you know, anytime you give someone an opportunity to come back um, because they played themselves thinking they can play at the next level, that's a good thing. But everything else, I think that's what it plays out. <laughs> They played themselves. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I support the rule. I think it's a it's a great it's a great change. Um, for You're giving them a second half. chance. You know yeah, giving them a second chance. So they ain't got to play the rule. JBA. I would like to be uh, declared elite, just so everyone knows that I am elite. <laughs> so they're gonna um, have to designate. Look, speaking of. Um, untrustworthy <laughs> EA Sports they they corrected what they called an unfortunate mistake what they did they put a YG song Big Bank on the Madden 19 soundtrack but when he said Colin Kaepernick's name in the song um, actually I think it might have been Big Sean's lyric they blanked out Colin Kaepernick's name so like I said they're calling it an unfortunate mistake but other than that I didn't really get a good explanation as to why they thought it was a good idea to do it, but now they're trying to uh, fix their why? mistake by adding the song back without the edit. Too little, too why late. Why or why when you know why? <laughs> too well, little, too late. Excuse, 
the excuse they that they used sell 60 were, million video games, so it don't matter. The excuse that they used were um, they, they were told not he wasn't allowed on the game. So they took that in terms of like um, some sort of like generic meaning that even his name. Um, so it's kind of a BS excuse. Uh, yeah. We know why. We know so that, that, I would like to poll. Thought that meant. I would he, like. Period. He, his name can't even be on the song. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, I would like to poll like this, uh, this, this the number of Trump Trump uh, voters in that company. It can be an anonymous poll. Who voted? Listen, so for me, this whole thing with Kaepernick, how long it's dragged on, the whole issue of the politics and football, the whole thing, to me, this is all, like, avoidable. They they made this an issue when this they, this could have not been an issue. They right. made and this a, an issue. And, right. and now they're fighting on that lie, and you can't win. Like, you're wrong. Like, what's interesting is, like, as history goes on, some people are going to be on the right side of history and some people are going to be on the wrong side of history. And you'll have those yeah. that were on the actual wrong side of history, you know, kind of explain that, oh, well, you know, I really felt this way, but, you know, come on, man. But it was the times. And you're on the wrong side yeah. of history. That's why. I, Yo, uh-huh. they edited the boy name out like it was a curse word or something. Like, come That's on, That's what I'm man. saying. Like, yo, you're, these you're guys are all far. on the wrong side of history. It's amazing to right. me to see how people speak of Ali now when you do the when you do the knowledge and you recognize that people hated his guts. The same people right. that are praising him now are the same people that hated his guts. But now they recognize the, they were on the wrong side of history, so now we have to read like you're on the wrong side of history again. And the thing is, B, to what you said, like you were wondering like how many Trump supporters might be in the company. Shoot, it's it's probably not even that. It's probably just you know, just cowards in the company. They probably just got punked, you know, because I learned something new myself this week that EA Sports is the only, uh, you know, they're the only licensee of the NFL product because I was wondering why there were no more NFL games like there used to be. Mm-hmm. The real names and stuff. Yep. And a couple of cats in the in the group chat explained it to me that EA Sports hold a monopoly on the license. So when you exactly. have that kind of privilege, if you, yeah, when you have that kind of privilege, you sometimes have to bend to the whim of this conglomerate that's giving you these exclusive rights. Like they probably punk direct Yo, TV like this too. And they paid plenty of times. They paid a good they paid a nice piece of change for that too. Cuz I remember a couple of years right. ago when I was still playing games, right? It was a it was an NFL 2K game that came out and the game was so much better than Madden. But yo, yeah, I heard 2K5. Like people names. keep talking about it all week. I heard yo, three different three different like, chats. I heard yo, about 2K5. That game was absolutely banooed. But yo, you was playing with you was playing with basically um dudes that crossed the picket line doing a uh, it was all kinds of phony <laughs> names. And, yo, you ain't had to fill it up your Eagles. You had to fill it up your Beagles versus like you know the <laughs> Chicago Stairs. Like yo, what is this? Like. These off-brand teams, man. Like I felt like it's like going shopping at Save a Lot. You realize they got the same stuff with a different name. No, my y'all. Some of y'all on this yeah. is that y'all know about that. But anyway, um, so yeah, they kind of like you know bullied the exclusive rights. They paid a gazillion dollars for it, but that keeps them in business. Yeah. All right. So um, all right. One last thing about the NFL. Uh, 
well, the stat of the week is about the NFL too, but that doesn't require much conversation. Kelvin Benjamin kind of rips Cam Newton. I couldn't – we were way pressed for time, and I was just going to skip some stuff, but I couldn't skip this because I wanted to hear what uh, B. Austin was going to say. Um, Kelvin Benjamin, uh, I had his comments up here, but I just I just lost them. Uh, give me a minute. But he had some – in an interview, he had some not so great things to say about Cam Newton. All right, so here now, it is. Now, here's my question. Here's uh, my question. Where does he play at now? Uh, Kelvin, who does he play he's with? with? The Buffalo, he's with the Buffalo Bills now. Who's okay. his quarterback? Who's the Buffalo Who's his exactly? Who's his quarterback here? Uh, somebody that's not going to trust nobody. Me. <laughs> and that's the yo, Peter they, they, they have a they have a rookie. <clears throat> the Is Peter, it the Peter man. man. <laughs> 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 the Peter man. Peter man, truck juice. Right. Yo, go ahead, read, read, read uh, his thoughts, man. I'm I, I'm still having trouble. Uh, uh, we don't even yo, need to talk. Yeah. No, I'm gonna get him. Y'all, y'all can talk about it. I get it. Mr. Brony had the nerve. My, to, go ahead, Jimmy. Go ahead. My point is this, though. I I, I no longer support Cam Newton because of uh, some of his some of his uh, thoughts socially, um, and also his sartorial game. Yo, um, I, I just can't support that. <laughs> yo, I I just can't support that. But with that being said. I don't know what Kelvin was trying to do with this. Like, he, there's not. Sometimes it's better, you know. Say it again. A wise man once said nothing at all. Sometimes it's better just to be quiet. Like, because you, he made reference to the fact that if he would have played with an Aaron Rodgers or a Drew Brees or a Tom Brady, he would have been, you know, at a different place in his career. But you're still not playing with them. So if I'm your current quarterback, I'm like, yo, if I make a mistake, are you going to throw me completely under the bus too? Like. I just don't understand what he was trying to accomplish by pooping on him. Let's say this got some like personal beef, and he was trying to let his hands go. Um, no, it's it's worse. It's I, worse than that. You criticize Cam for not studying and developing his game, but you showed up to camp as a starting wide receiver at two hundred and eighty-five pounds. Yeah, he definitely. <laughs> no doubt. But hey, let me let me answer one of y'all questions real quick. A.J. McCarron and Nathan Peterman are co-listed as the Bills' first-team quarterbacks heading into tonight's preseason opener. So it could Peter be Man. Peterman. It could be the Peterman. So, oh, like, yeah. these dudes probably have no confidence in, you know, the relationship between themselves and their top wide receiver. And I have the quote here. Um, he was talk- He was doing an interview with The Athletic, um, he said, it was a bad fit from the get-go. If you would have put me with any other quarterback, let's be real, you know what I'm saying, any other accurate quarterback like Aaron Rodgers or Eli Manning or Big Ben, anybody, quarterbacks with knowledge that know how to place a ball and give you a better chance to catch the ball, it just felt like I wasn't in that position. Now, we've had some criticism of Cam Newton and his accuracy and some of the things he he did on, on the football field at times. But like like B. Austin said, like calling out, it seems like he's putting every single thing on Cam and he's not uttering one word about where he's culpable and that relationship, Dog. at least that quarterback-wide receiver Yo. relationship or that offense not being what it should have been. 
And when you come in as a wide receiver looking like an offensive lineman, yeah, some of this is your fault too, homie. (laughs) Yo, he named three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yo, they got like five rings amongst them. So it's like, (laughs) duh, if anybody plays with them, you name the cream of the crop. Like, what are you talking about? I just don't understand what he is trying to accomplish with his words. His criticisms were accurate, but you do have to consider the messenger – Yo, Kelvin Benjamin, you can't say that. Like, you can't say that at all because you are trash by choice. Like, you can't run a route. You got a ton of drops, and you don't put any work in in the off season. You come in at, yo, how are you 285? Yo, the only other wide receiver I've ever seen that got that big was David Boston, and it wasn't the same thing. And that was David muscle. Boston was, oh. David, yeah, that was Boston was yeah, David Boston was yo, David Boston was <laughs> Yo, David Boston was hanging with the other Jay Cutler. Yeah. But, yo, um, yeah, he, just got, <laughs> he just got to a point where he just wanted to – he just wanted to bully people and fight. So he came in in a condition where he <laughs> yo, could bully people had, and fight. My man had Roid Rage on the field. Yeah, exactly. Like he just wanted the DDT cats, pile drive cats. All right, so yeah, I don't, I don't know where this relationship went wrong and why. This is obviously personal. Like, you know, people will say, "Oh my man, he he's saying stuff that's true." While he may be saying stuff that's true, like leave that to guys who are watching from the outside in. You know what I'm saying? But you you play with the dude. Unless y'all had some kind of falling out, I don't really see why there was a need for you to go throw him under the bus, especially like we all said, because you're not being culpable of the part that you played in the whole thing. So I really don't understand it either. Our quick stat of the week, because we are way behind. Um, Marvin Lewis, and we've talked about this throughout his whole tenure. Marvin Lewis has been the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals since Kobe and Shaq were still teammates, January 2003. And both of those guys are retired. One of them's in the Hall of Fame already. And the Bengals have zero playoff wins in that span. Go yeah. and get those your duffel got... bag, little duffel bag boy. <laughs> get your money. If I don't do nothing, I'm a ball. <laughs> Marvin Lewis got. Yo, information that we could only dream of at this point. But anyway, everybody, y'all know the drill. Y'all can check out our website at worldroomsports.com if you want to call in and speak to us about any of today's topics. Dial the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline at numbers 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. If you're already listening from your phone, press 1 if you want to talk. Jimmy, what happened this week, man, while everybody was on the grind? You had to blaze yeah, through these. Sure, talk about it. Yeah, definitely. We're going to blaze through. That was my fault. I was double-tapping some buns. But hold up, though. Um, why you were happening on the grind is brought to you by Sports the Book. Listen, <laughs> if you're tired of reading the same old sports book, you have to get Sports the Book. The greatest sports book ever written. You can get it at com. Just make sure you get it wherever you get it from. Listen, but um, in terms of what happened while you were on the grind, the WNBA, uh, they had a team that forfeited their game in protest of a schedule because they felt like the league had them traveling too much. And, you know, they had to go play for sold-out fans in big arenas all over the place. So they felt like um, this is their best way <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to make their voices heard. So they forfeit the whole game, basically. 
yo, I hope yo, yo, I hope the WNBA folds tomorrow for that story. <laughs> yo. yo, no, see, but all, me, all I took it differently at first because I saw people saying like, man, the NBA cats will never have the heart to do anything like this. Now, when I saw that, you know, I agreed, but it's really before I knew exactly what they were, you know, what they were doing. Like, I thought something crazy happened, but, yeah, it, it was it was something about travel. I mean, I know the league doesn't have goo gobs of money like the NBA, so I don't know if they're traveling from place to place on a, on a coach or, or what, but come on, you – well, I can't say that. I can't say you're paid lots of money to play to play this game. You can't even say that. So I, so I can't throw that out there. So I guess I'm not even going to throw shade. I'm not even going to throw shade at the women. No more shade. I'm not even going to say anything. Like God bless her because the one thing I do know is um even that, even the fact is they're not they're not um sacrificing as much as the men would be doing. But overall, women are always about that. Like if you look at any. Any sort of protest or any sort of anything is always women on the front line because at the end of the day, women are smarter than men and women, um, excuse my language, they got they got bigger balls than most men. So salute to all the women out there because I love you all. Jimmy getting boxed off at JW the Blueprint. The crazy part anyway, is um, they're two point they're two and a half games out of the final playoff spot after forfeiting um, this game, and I think they lost one after the forfeit as well. So, you know, they put themselves in a in a little bit of a situation here. I mean, guess who their head coach is, though? <laughs> and he says, our entire organization has the utmost respect for the very difficult decisions our players made, and we stand with them. Las Vegas head coach Bill Lambeer said in a statement. <laughs> the ultimate goon and Yo. rebel. You know, he probably put this in their head, but. Uh-huh. Shout out to them. They thought they were getting dragged through the ringer. They were playing too much, traveling too much in that one little stretch. And they don't get paid what the men get paid, so they said, nah. That's all Listen, that's doing. What else? The Cleveland, the Cleveland professional football team has a, a, a rookie wide receiver who was already cited for marijuana possession. That's not a way to oh start your career, young man. Um, what, Josh? Josh Gordon took him under his wing? Like, what's going on? I <laughs> learned from the best. Yo, man. And this is this is their fourth we round pick. Legalize it. Antonio Callaway from Florida. Listen, man. All I can say to that is, man, in my Peter Tosh voice, legalize it. Anyway, um, yeah. Well, um, next story. Well, uh, Jim, Car- I don't know his story. We have, probably would have to ask Fred Perdue, but it says he arrived to Cleveland with a history of quote unquote issues while in college, and um. I guess his issues are continuing, so, you know, can't teach your old dog new tricks. But shout out to him because it's probably a conspiracy, man. Legalize Legalize it. it. Um, Carlos (laughs) Jesus, a.k.a. Basketball Button, uh, he had his child support reduced to $380 a month because of a change in income. Um, Damn. $380 a month. Wow. You guys. Yo, this boy made $146 million during his NBA career. <laughs> Yo, and this is He's for three children. He's got to be hiding his bread. Come on. But here's the thing, on, though. One man. thing I did read, though. I, read I would have to pay more than three eighty a month. I read that his baby mom got more money than him, though. They said she, I don't know where she does or, or where she got money from, but they said she got bread. So they said his, that was his, part of it. Part of it is if. 
his payments used to be eight grand a month. But for them to make that an income related gym, like I see him make appearances sometime on it must be maybe ESPN, one of them networks he makes an appearance on, maybe NBA TV. He must mm-hmm. be an intern. He must be an intern. Three eighty a month, like three kids. Any of us here would get got for more than three hundred and eighty dollars a month for three kids. So shout yeah, out to Carlos Boozer. I mean, we talk about the system. Sound like Carlos getting over on the system for a change. More power to you. Yeah, like to take care of your kids. She, you she um, but they said she had her own bread. She was once on The Bachelor or something like that. I don't know what other kind of work she does. I guess it's an actor or something. But from um, they yeah. said uh, she got an IMDb page. So they said she'd been working, but they said she had her own bread. Like I've read well, that they said, like at this point. I don't know if she was on it, but Carlos Boozer definitely had an affair with a contestant from The Bachelor. That's her. <laughs> Hold up. No, because they're talking. Maybe talk- it's not, though. Maybe it's not. No, I'm no. confused. He had an affair with Because it says their divorce was nasty. Um, this is uh, his ex-wife, Cindy Boozer. It said their divorce was nasty. The couple was remarried, split after reports Carlos had an affair with a contestant from The Bachelor, and then remarried again before Carlos filed for divorce for good in 2012. So they've been married like three times. Okay. All right, so the, the chick from The Bachelor was the other one. Oh, they said her name is Michelle yeah. Money. But See, this is his, the thing. His, um... I don't want to start preaching, Jim, about divorce, but this is this is what's wrong with society today because because the option of divorce is out there, people treat marriages just like regular old high school relationships. If we get mad at each other, we're going to break up. We're going to divorce. And then they get back three times just like you would do with your 10th grade girlfriend, like, Come on, dude. What are y'all doing here? Listen, man. He gets married three times. Yo, <laughs> like, it's, it's, that's an interesting. That's a whole interesting topic because I've seen some relationships that are so so toxic that it's best for y'all, the kids, and everybody. Y'all just go the other way. But yeah. anyway, um, it's it's best for most of these relationships if they never came the same way in the beginning. Like some people yeah. know their stuff is toxic before they get married, and they think getting married and maybe having a couple kids is gonna. Fix that. Yeah, we, can talk, we can talk about this show. for days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Show. But three hundred eighty dollars <laughs> is kind of crazy, considering the fact that my man made a hundred mil. But I don't know what his uh, <laughs> his baby mother does. But I, there was one article I read when the story broke, and it said that she had her own money, which factored into it. They said um, she had. Right. I don't know what her income from. Maybe when they um, divorced, maybe she took like a lot of his bread, and she was smarter with the um, bread she got from him than he was. She probably got rid of spoons with his money. And got rich. Her income, <laughs> her income is listed at sixteen thousand dollars a month on uh, court documents. Yo, so she makes sixteen grand a month, and I know he makes less than that. He don't make nothing. He's three eighty. He 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 don't have a job right now. Point blank. Period. Yeah, and she so she independently makes sixteen G's a month. Like he, he might be a millionaire, but he doesn't have a job. <laughs> Yo, she makes 16 G's. What's her at name? My fault. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, what's her stripper name? Oh. <laughs> yo, the, the stench is real. But, yo, um, uh, National Football League. Um, <laughs> another reason why I won't be watching. Anyway, NFL is um, going to have their first male cheerleader this season. Yo. You know what I'm saying? I got a yo. theory behind this, too. Quit, yo. <laughs> I quit. I quit. I'm good. I'm out. I got I'm going to the real. I'm going to the real football, yo. The real football. Yo, I'm good, I gotta, yo. 
Yo, I got a theory behind this, yo. I'm going to tell you what my theory is, man. Because here's my theory, right? Anytime you have... EJ, sort of EJ like Johnson going to get a team. EJ going to hold no, a no, team. No, 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 listen. Hear me out. Hear me out, Bjorn. This is my conspiracy theory, man. My conspiracy theory, man. I feel like anytime you have some sort of protest, specifically with, um, you know, melanated people, there are uh, people who try to hijack the argument. So mm-hmm. the first thing I saw was a bunch of um, mm-hmm. you know, slander... Slander towards the LGBTQ, and I think that's it at this point. Um, I saw a lot of slander towards XYZ. them. This, which is funny considering that no one ever said they would be like gay male cheerleaders. Like they could be, like you know. Now people have their own opinions about men and women to be cheerleaders, but some dudes do it to get close to chicks and you know, such a um, body part. Nah. But with all that being said, watch how this plays out, and the whole argument about you know who the NFL is oppressing is going to change. And it's going to, they're going to take over this whole thing. Um, right. That's just my personal opinion. But anyway. And it's only it's two dudes right now. It's one guy um, for the Los Angeles Rams and another guy for the New Orleans Saints uh, who made those cheer squads. So um, I think their names are Quentin so, Perron and Napoleon Jennies. So you mean that no? So you mean the San Francisco team and the Atlanta team don't have any? They next. Oh, okay. A lot of people down there. A lot of people down there probably like, oh, word, we could do that. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's gonna be like the cheerleading squad from the uh, from the longest yard. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, last night, man, happened while you were on the grind. Um, NFL executive, former Eagles GM Tom Heckert, passed away at a very young age. He had some form of, like, cancer that I've never heard of. It was, like, something that affects one in a gazillion people. Um, I've never even heard of what he had. But uh, rest in power to him. The catch is getting out of here at a mighty young age in 2018. He's checking out. We talked about this in the beginning of the show. So, you know, rest in power to Tom Hester. Just going to follow that up with a rest in power as well. Um, Nothing else left to say about that. But, damn. But, yeah, it's it's called – Amyloidosis, amyloidosis, something like that. Like Jimmy said, hard to pronounce, so rest in peace. All right, so I'm going (laughs) to give some quick birthday shout-outs, and there's there's a lot of people who had birthdays uh, today. Um, Wow, this list long as hell. So we're going to get through this real quick. We're going to give some quick birthday shout-outs, and the birthdays are brought to you by Whoever it is up in the heavens that you worship. If you don't, then all right, whatever. But birthdays, uh, Jamarcus Russell, who could throw the ball 75 yards on his knees, even though when you're down on your knees, most of the time you're down in the NFL game. So what the hell does that mean? Uh, He turns 33. He's only 33. He should be in the prime of his career right now, number one pick. Tyson Gay, uh, former U.S. sprinter, turns 36 years old. Um, I saw that cat in the mall at uh, uh, London 2012 Olympics. Little dude. Uh, Danielle Manning of Carolina Panthers defensive back fame. I don't know where he's playing now. Is he with the Texans or something? He turns 36. Adewale Agunlier turns 41. Shout out to him. Shamiqua Holdsclaw, who was once regarded as the greatest women's player in, on the planet, there was some argue 
there's some that would argue that maybe she had become the greatest in the world, but she went to the WNBA and her career, you know, while good, didn't go as expected. She turns 41. Derek Fisher turns 44 years old. Jimmy King of Fab Five fame is 45. Rod Brindamore from our Philadelphia Flyers is 48 years old. Deion Sanders, who is now doing voice work for Golden Corral, he turns 51 years old. <laughs> Vinny Del Negro turns 52. Brett Hall of NHL fame is 54 years old. Super Bowl MVP and the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl, Doug Williams, turns 63. Bob Cousy, as old as dirt, turned 90 today. And we want to give a rest in peace, rest in power shout-out to John Hot Rod Williams, who was born August 9, 1962, died uh, December 11, 2015. Rest in peace to Ken Norton Sr., who uh, was born August 9, 1943, and died September 18, 2013. So we'd like to give a war room salute to all of these folks on their birthday. It's my birthday. Holla. Yay! All right. We're going to get in some NBA rap, but before we do, y'all can check out our website at warroomsports.com. If you want to call in and speak with us about any of these NBA topics, dial the Digital Extreme Tech hotline at 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted, but if you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to holler at the generals. Booyah. All right. Jimmy clicking buns again. (laughs) My bad, my bad, dog. You know how it is. They put him out there for attention, man. He's got to show it to him. Anyway, the NBA rap is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies and you and your business and custom website. Well, for dynamic, professional, and most of all, affordable custom website solutions, you need Digital Extreme Technologies. Stop getting out there with a Wix site. If you ladies do want to put your buns up there, get your own type of digital extreme tech and make it, you know, very classy. Do that classy on digitalextremetech.com <laughs> or 267 <laughs> 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 Yo, Yo bottom line, call Digital Extreme Tech if you want classy buns. You already know All classy right. buns. And listen, though, shout out to hashtag classy buns. Anyway, um... Listen, man, the Sixers in their uh, whole thing with rookies, man, this kind of rookie curse they got going on is, is continued. Zaire Smith broke his foot. I thought this was a joke when I first saw Jeff posting in the group chat. I'm like, nah, come on, cuz. That's like, that's drawn. But no, it's a fact. Zaire Smith has yeah. broke his foot. What do you guys think about this curse, man? Suffered a Jones fracture in his left foot at the uh, Vegas developmental camp. Um, I don't. You know, it's been going on too long. I used to think it was a curse. Now I, I just think it's a Sixers rookie right to passage. You got to get hurt. You got to miss significant time, if not the whole season. So, you know, we will have it no other way at this point. If you get do you think that chosen by the Sixers in the top 15, 16? Huh? Do you think it's something that they are doing? Like, are they working too hard? Or I, don't, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out. Like, nah, I mean, because they're you know, this stuff is happening when they're doing regular old stuff that everybody else is doing. I mean, maybe they just keep drafting soft people. But um, <laughs> I don't know. But it, it's weird. I mean, because he was, he was at a developmental camp. So, you know, I don't know if 
the developmental camp is something I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, the Sixers send you to that. You know, I, I'm pretty sure yeah. at this point they're not making their own decisions. So I don't know, but he's the type of dude, he's like a raw talent to me. So if anybody needed development, it would be him. So a, a summer of hard work, I don't see anything wrong with it, man. But at this point, I think missing most of the season, if not all of it, is just a rite of passage in Philadelphia. We'd be all right without him. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> be awesome. What do you think? All right. Okay. Well, I, mean, I, I know one thing. I know one thing. Mikael Bridges wouldn't have got hurt. You know, that's all you're going to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Sixers fans already, uh-huh, here's what they get for Mikael Bridges. Y'all just wanted to see now, him. He, about him. Now, now um, everyone knows, man, salute to LeBron Raymond James for what he's doing with the I Promise School and all that. But he did go on CNN, um, and, you know, he, he sent some shots at, uh, you know, uh, Twitter, and um, – you know, Trump you know that's fine. actually the part that gets gets overlooked in all of this. I'm not saying it's right what you're about to say, but the, the, what mm-hmm. you just said gets overlooked in this whole thing. <laughs> oh, that Brown sent some shots? That Brown sent some shots. And you know our president. Yo, but the crazy part is Brown has been consistently sending shots. This isn't the first time. He called the ball bum. Let me be bum. <laughs> Yo. He's a bum. Yo. You got a president of Crumb Bum. Yo, it's interesting to me, though, because he always got something to say. Like, he disrespect, like, you know, Snoop for saying something. Disrespect Brown for saying something. He ain't say nothing to Steve Kerr. He ain't say nothing to Popovich. He ain't say nothing to Eminem. Yo, Kerr and Popovich been dragging him for, like, since his presidency started. Eminem went on TV and and gave him 60 bars. He ain't responded to anything. But, um, he messed up Eminem's whole... He messed up Eminem's whole rollout. Eminem was banking on him to respond to sell records and uh, didn't happen. Right. But anyway. Um, I guess he liked so Jim. He, he like, uh, I know people are going to take shots at me, but I'd be damned if I let a moolie do it. So, Yeah, so, I mean, but it, it, it was interesting to me. And, you know, it was kind of like, wow, that's dope. But at the same time, it shows that, like, I told B. Austin this a couple weeks ago when it was just me and him on the show. Like, yo, in 2018, I feel, like, lost out here because I don't understand anything. Um, about how people move in the digital era, don't, but don't even what get I thought was dope. I don't, yeah, I'm cut from a different cloth. Like, like you know, I'm, I'm about like we gotta meet up or something. But anyway, yeah. um, I saw I one of them it, things that you didn't easy. understand today, Jim. Because after LeBron no. opened the school, there's a petition for him to run to become the new secretary of education because he got a school. I know that really burns Jalen up. Now I know. Now, if, if if anybody was mad and thought Jalen was hating, y'all can't say he ain't got no reason to hate now. <laughs> they asked LeBron to be the Secretary of Education. Yo, because <laughs> he opened the school. School been open like yeah. four days. We don't even know if it's a good school yet. Come on, man. <laughs> Yo. Y'all drunk. Yo. Yo. <laughs> People definitely move that differently. That is hilarious. Man. Yo, idol worship, I, I man. We're just going to make all of our idols our, our leaders. And, and you know, even with Trump, he might not be an idol of, you know, most of the people who didn't vote for him or the people that don't like him. But for a lot of people that did vote for him, man, it's just idol worship, man. Everybody thinks their favorite celebrity can be a damn president or 
you know, I was going to say idol, idol worship and sycophantery were at a different level when Jalen was opening his schools. And, of course, he had a different stature. So he didn't get the benefit of uh, Dakita Culvery in his bid for uh, education secretary. So, you know, yeah. that's, that's the whole I mean, also, Jalen wasn't thing. as good a player as LeBron is either, so that kind of changes things. Yeah. That's Omar McGee, Secretary that. of Education. Forget what y'all talking about. Man, how with that? But you know what, though? Lillard Green. But, but here's the Lillard thing, Green for edu- you, Education Secretary. Yo, yo, salute to Lillard Green, the, the God. But listen, though, here's the crazy part about that, though, Jeff. This is kind of what happens to the office based upon Ball being in the office. I mean, you got a, you got a reality show star as the president, so, what? you know, what are we saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. That's where we are now. Idol worship. Reality Yo, shows. I, I, can't, I can't really let this slide. There's something I got to bring up. Now, I know that Jimmy's going to diss this sport, but this isn't new. So the greatest African football, excuse me, soccer player of all time is universally acknowledged as a guy by the name of George Way. He polyed that into becoming president of his country because he could kick a ball well. I mean, Pacquiao I mean, did too. So, so what happened? Manny Pacquiao. Because <laughs> according to yeah, Jimmy, so he, could, Pacquiao. He, could, he, could sh- he could shoot up a drug well. <laughs> Yo, all I'm saying is this, man. Shout out to Marion there, There's precedent set. There's, yo, there's precedent set. But, but you know, and I'm not going to disrespect the sport, y'all. And it just ain't my thing, man. You know, they just don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, y'all want to kick ball and not use your hands. It's on y'all. But listen, um... I just I just find this like uh, to be interesting that he took this time to respond to Brown. Like you didn't respond when he called you a bum, but you responded after he was doing something that, you know, it's, it's a positive thing. Even if you hate Brown, what he did was a positive thing. Like, yeah, that it, was kind of weird. But he was on the he was on his favorite fake news station. So this is what he tweeted no. shortly after midnight. He tweeted, "LeBron James was just interviewed by the dumbest man on television, Don Don Lemon. <laughs> he made LeBron look smart." Which isn't easy to do. I like Mike. <laughs> Come on, man. And we talked yeah. about this last week, uh, Hank and I. Like just by saying at the end of that, I like Mike. Like he successfully drove another wedge in between petty black people. Because I heard yeah. Michael Jordan getting dragged because Trump said I like Mike better. See, Mike the kind of dude that Trump like. That's why he ain't blind and Brian is the goat and this and that. And Yo. Mission accomplished. Like, he just said Mike some, was out. three <laughs> little words that got us fighting amongst each other again over something No, Mike was out buying ugly jeans. He ain't even know what's going on. Right. Like, he ain't got nothing to do with Mike it. Was like, he said, what? <laughs> like, hold my jeans. <laughs> Get me to a TV. Yeah. Oh my gee. <laughs> okay. Uh, mission accomplished, like you said, man. But yeah, listen, man. Um, I mean, I don't even know what to say about this, man. Um, well, Mike other responded. Than the fact that, like, yo. So which LeBron one? You talking about outside my report? Oh yeah, that, that little trash statement he sent. Yeah, he said LeBron has my, my support. I said, you know, Mike, that was definitely pressure. Mike doesn't say anything. So I guess somebody asked him, and he just gave him a little quip. You know, Brian has my support. So (laughs) now we're smashing that. That ain't good enough. 
But you know, I, I guess I'm not I'm not mad at and and it was in it was a rap lyric recently. I don't know who album I was listening to, but it had something that had you know along those lines of certain people don't care what you say, so you know they stay quiet under attack. And Mike has stayed quiet for a long time, probably because you know his number one friend is money. So as long as he getting that money, you can say what you want to mm-hmm. say about Mike. Money and, and money and Cuban money and Cuban women. That's all Mike likes is money and the Cuban women. <laughs> and jeans. Don't wash jeans. <laughs> and with uh we'll still call him uh child rebel soldier jeans. <laughs> I don't understand it, man. Yeah, man. So yo, but outside of that though, man, there's something else that we wanted to talk about, which is uh the um me and Dad's new twist, which is the docu series. Um also involved no. We messed it up though because we watched the whole damn season in like one day, so we ain't got. Yeah, we can't even go episode by episode. Yeah, the best shot, which is on our YouTube premium. I'm listening for those who got YouTube premium. But um, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a fire series. Like John had me like in my feelings, no kiki, and uh, so I definitely appreciated Jake Williams. Um, was a big part of the show, but executive produced yeah. by Maverick and Brian and. Then. You know, Maverick and LeBron are doing some great things on the Hollywood tip. Um, like Jimmy said, this is a YouTube original, and there's not – I mean, and that's the thing about what they're doing. Like, they're they're spreading their seeds, for lack of a better term, over all kinds of different platforms and avenues. You know, these dudes got, you know, cable network shows. They got YouTube shows. They got – Movies coming out in the in the theater. They got, you know, stuff on Netflix. Like, they doing it and they doing it everywhere. Going for that billion. So it's, it's going for that billion. Oh, that, that's that's coming easy. But the thing is, like, I've never seen, you know, not not like he's doing it himself or he's Spielberg or anybody like that. But I've never seen LeBron and Maverick put their names behind something and it end up being trash. You know what I mean? That's Survivor's true. Remorse That's was true. real talk, one of my favorite shows when that was on. I still didn't finish watching it. But Survivor's Remorse was one of my favorite shows. Um, some of the documentaries he did, The Land, that was a hell of a documentary. Um, or was that Nas? Uh, that, maybe that was Nas. But, but no, you know what, though? This show is a show that they, they probably have, like, some of the similar interests that we have in terms of stories and things that have happened. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, so that's what that's about. Yeah, so yeah, shout out to them. <clears throat> if you dope, haven't it watched it or if you haven't heard of it, um, they're basically following a basketball program, a high school in Newark, New Jersey, um, Central High. And, you know, they're chronicling all the stories, the hard luck stories of each kid on that team. Jay Williams, former point guard from Duke and the Chicago Bulls, you know, he's called in to kind of be an assistant coach and mentor to some of the guys. You know, he talks to them. He helps them out with things, takes them on trips to give them a little bit more culture and, you know, just to broaden their horizons because most of them, shoot, they just took a trip down to Duke to a college, and most of them hadn't even been out of their neighborhood in Newark. You know, school might be the farthest that some of these dudes have ever gone. And, Jim, you remember, like, some of the scenes of when they were down there, they just didn't understand the culture and, like, why people were just walking by, mm-hmm. speaking to them. 
and stuff like that. I can't even front. I was like that too when I came to school, coming from Philly. Yeah, like people too. in the streets of Philly do not exact speak way. to you. So when people would walk by me in the street, way. like, "What's up, man? What you want to do, my like? <laughs> you 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 on, <laughs> you're on your guard because <laughs> you're not used to that. Like somebody speak to you on yeah, the street totally, in Philly, like totally, it might be a problem." Yeah, so yeah, I, totally I, I definitely can relate to that as well. So yeah, it was some some ups, some downs. Anything that you would expect from, you know, quote unquote inner city uh, team, um, being shown some new things, having some successes, you know, having some failures. Yeah, I, I think it's a really good documentary, and I don't want to give docu series. I don't want to give too much out before people watch it, but you know, I'm ready to talk yeah. about it, man. So, so that's your no, homework for the week, true. man. Do you have to have YouTube premium to see it? Or if you have regular YouTube, yeah, you I have think, to wait for each episode to come out, right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Okay. But I think I, if I you just subscribe to YouTube, you have to wait for each episode to be released on, I guess, it's a weekly basis. If you have YouTube premium, you can just go binge watch all eight episodes of the first season. So definitely go check that out. And shout out to Jay Williams, man. Like, you know, he showed me a side of him that yeah, when you don't, you know, you don't get to see the inside work and the inner workings of things, you don't know certain things about certain people. And he definitely yeah. dropped some jewels on them youngins from and, his experience. it's crazy, though, because, like, for me, um, I read his book, and it was one of the better, like, uh, biographies from an NBA, a former NBA player. And... It's like crazy because I, I I never really liked Jay Williams as a player, um, just because he went to Duke and I'm a Duke hater. But uh, <laughs> I was about to say Jay Williams. Was truth. No, he was, but it's fun to hate Duke. So he jumped on that but, motorcycle. Um, <laughs> but I'm like more of a fan of everything he's doing after the game than what he did in the game. Probably similar to Jalen Rose at this point too. But I, I but still like um, I, so I thought his involvement was amazing. Um. I'm glad that he uh, built the bond with those kids. But you guys got to watch it because I don't really want to ruin anything. But it's, it's, it's definitely a well-shot thing. And to your point about Bron and them, it's crazy how yeah, they got to deal with Showtime and HBO and stars. Like, how you do that? <laughs> you do that because yeah, Bron. you who you are. True. And they know you're going to bring tons of money so they don't care about complete, is, non-compete clauses and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, this is absolutely true. But he's definitely building an empire, which is why – at this People point, got mad at me. I was like, "Yo, the movie." I would say with the content okay. library LeBron and Maverick are building, they're starting to get to a point where LeBron isn't going to even have to put any of his money into these things. He could just say, "Yo, I'm LeBron. Look at my library. Put this bread up," which is a beautiful Yo. thing to be able to leverage the fact that he's done well in creating content. I, and the crazy part is, even on YouTube, like with their um, un, what's it called, uh, undisputed, undefeated, whatever their channel is, I, I get undisputed, undefeated, confused. The content he has with like former athletes, like the Marshawn thing, that was that was great. Um, some of the uh, stuff they have on there, like the NBA, they have the NBA players talking about like personal finance. That's great. I wonder, like, um, do they actually own the content? And I say that because, like, yo, they're building up a library that's so crazy. The Bronco is on streaming services. But anyway, right. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's just crazy to see him like building, uh, build this empire while he's still playing. Like, you know, you lose the guys have to like leave the game. 
Right. That, that, I mean, but that's something else that um, that Hank and I talked about last week. And we may have talked about it a little bit the week before as well, but, you know, LeBron got to sit back, you know, yeah. watch guys like Michael Jordan several as far as the – yeah, as far as the brand building is concerned. And he got to see what people didn't like about Michael Jordan. You know, switch it up and do something different. So, you know, Michael Jordan has great products that people love, love to buy, but and he has great power, but he doesn't utilize that power. He doesn't utilize his voice in social situations. So I'm going to be here. I'm going to build the brand early. Because Mike, even though, you know, he started out with Nike, it still took a while for his brand to take off. LeBron's brand took off from day one. You know what I'm saying? His Nike contract was crazy for somebody who hadn't stepped into the league. And and that that started, Mm -hmm. you know, from that day. But I, I, I truly believe that LeBron will be in a situation where he may be a billionaire before he even steps off the court. And then there's going to be people who comes behind him who's going to be either business savvy or get, you know, be savvy enough to get a great business savvy team around him and they're going to take what LeBron's doing to a to a whole new level. So we're going to you know, this is this is life. This is just not sports. Like cuz you know, some yeah, of the mm-hmm. stuff we do, we watch you know, other people that we may have looked up to or or we may have watched mistakes of family members and Kind of molded our life around the fact that we're not going to make those kind of mistakes. So, you know, this is just how things go. And as far as the criticism Mike gets, like, it's difficult being the first one. And that's that's, that's the excuse that I will give Mike. It's difficult being the first one. So, (laughs) you have that kind of power and that kind of voice. (laughs) And you think you're just going to be a ball player. I was telling someone. So, I wonder how how this is going to pan out. For the actual game itself, <laughs> like how does the the interests of a business or a brand aren't going to be aligned with the interests of the sport, the interests of the player, and the interests of the fans? So how does it affect the product on the court? And I think we're starting to see that play out because guys aren't concerned with com- competing; they're concerned with what basketball adds to their brand. But I don't know if we can even say that for LeBron, though, because, I mean, he probably had his best season last year. <laughs> do you, do no, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know that it applies to LeBron. And, and I really wasn't even taking a shot at LeBron. I'm thinking more of these other dudes outside of him because he's already established himself as a group. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so all, all I'm saying is um, – this whole situation is going to be interesting. I get your point, though, B. Austin. You want to see that if it's going to affect their product. But I was telling someone the other day, because I saw it's a, it's a brother that I'm cool with uh, on Facebook, and he always calls LeBron the, uh, quote, off-the-field goat. And people get, like, mad at him. They get so upset. What do you mean, off-the-field goat? Brian, da, 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 da. I mean, he does it to troll, but off-the-field goat. But um, – I was talking to him, and I'm telling him, like, but the funny thing is, if Jordan, if Jordan wasn't such a sellout in the community, we wouldn't even be able to appreciate Bron. Like, you need, you need that. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you kind of need that it, it, to, to know to know that you need something different. Like, you, if, if Jordan doesn't, if Jordan's not Jordan, then Bron can't be Bron. And I mean, my my sauce is, I said my sauce, pause that. 
my stance has been softening a little bit on that whole thing as well. Because, you know, besides him being one of the greatest players I've ever seen, I used to kill Jordan the same way. But it's like the more that I find out, the more that I, you know, do my own knowledge on the, the situation, like I, like I don't even know if I'm still on the level of calling dude a sellout or a coon. I just think that, um, like I just said, first of all, it's it's hard being the the first one in that kind of position to have that kind of power and that kind of voice when you thought that you were just going to be a ball player for the rest of your life. But he does. He don't want bag well, up. I found out that he does so much stuff on the quiet, and that we used to praise other people for that, like not trying to blow yeah, up everything I, I you do because it might be more from the heart. But, I, you know, dude has done a lot on the quiet, and he don't he doesn't come out, like, trying to say, see, and, and, and all that kind of stuff, because, like I said earlier, it seems like he really don't care what you say about him. Yeah, now, I know and, that, um, what's the brother for Slayer Magazine? I, I was about to call him Spike. Uh, he had a scoop. Real, um, scoop. Scoop wrote that piece about, about uh, Scoop, by the way, who is a Jordan fan, wrote that piece about all the things that Mike does in the Chicago Bowl. But there was another article that kind of debunked. There was another article that kind of debunked some of the stuff that he was claiming that Jordan did on a low behind the scenes. So who knows what the truth is? But the greatest quote because dude will never come out and say anything. (laughs) Oh yeah, he's kind of like he's kind of like he's kind of yeah, which is why he's a hypocrite for getting rid of Kawhi for doing what you've been doing for forty years. Anyway, um, with all that being said, it's like. You know, the greatest quote in comic book history, you know, um, with great power comes great responsibility. And the fact is, Jordan became the global icon he did after Ali. Uh, before Mike, I think the biggest global icon probably was Ali. So people kind of look to him to be that, which is not his, it's not his fault. And he couldn't, and he couldn't be that, but that's kind of what people wanted him to be. So now you see people comparing LeBron to Ali, which is is, is, yeah. is, is messed up to do. And it but was different, though, because, because Ali didn't come these, with all of this money. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, His fame but didn't things, come with all these this are guys, These are guys that became bigger than the sport that they participated in. So people had expectations of Jordan. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, he's a grown man. He can do whatever he wants to do. Everybody has a part to play. Maybe his wasn't being a vocal person, but that's what the people needed at the time. So with great power comes great responsibility. Um, yeah, but who who no. who grows up, especially in that time? Who grows up thinking that you know because I can dribble a basketball, I'm going to have great power? Dude was so obsessive about his craft, like I just don't think he like I don't know his, his mindset also, that, wasn't that, even that like that. Also, so that I guess we can criticize what, that, but that also yeah. is what makes what LeBron does so special because now cats are seeing that and they're going to have to. It's like a woman. Well, maybe she shouldn't say could be, but it should be a paradigm shift in how an athlete acts now. Because it's the guy... It, it should, and it could, but then I don't want all these fakers out here either. You know, no, doing it man. just because Sometimes, people expect if, if the it. Money, if the money's getting to the, if money's getting to the right place, let's, let's go. Anyway, thank you, brothers, for joining us in another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, everybody on social media, everybody in um, our group app. Salute to all you. Everybody who called in and got through, we appreciate those we didn't get to. We apologize. Time did run fast. We got to get out of here now. You know what I mean? Big Brother's about to come on. But tune in next week, live right here <laughs> on demand as we catch up on everything happening around the world of sports. So until then, enjoy your weekend, enjoy your week. You know, check us out next week.
catch all of our conversations, social media, and see everything we do at the Hub, which is WorldOfSports.com. Pick up my book, Sports the Book at SportsTheBook.com, or at the Hub, WorldOfSports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the world and we to see you jump on top. Welcome to the war room. Nope. Stay in tune to Jimmy. Know the blueprint. Yo, every Thursday, six to eight, they do this. Shout out to Dev. PJ, be Austin, Doc Bay on replay, warroomsports.com, get that mobile app, it's not dialed, 323-14-0012, they be going and you sensitive, then oh well, physical podcast, let's talk sports, showtime like magic in the block push, listening live, push one to join in, rip your team or listen for your enjoyment. Hip-hop dollars, pit-stop knowledge Should be in sports credits, I ain't talking college Five guys, no beef though Corporate secrets, but the streets know Bellafani, I got a G-flow KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode Two hours, get your game up Who's the best in sports cast, you better name us www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.